94.7 Kumu Kokua, because Kumu cares. Time to bring in Hawaii's leaders and experts to talk about the issues you care about during the COVID-19 crisis. And uh, they're here to answer your questions. This morning, we are very honored to have on our show, Alice Inoue, life expert and the founder of Happiness University. Good morning, Alice. Hey, Alice. Good morning. Hi, you guys. How are you? Okay. She's always so happy. I know. You sound so appropriately happy. It's awesome to talk to Alice. (laughs) All you got to do is smile while you're talking. There you go. (laughs) Well, thank you for that. You're always so sunshiny, which actually brings us to why we brought you on Kumukokua, because now we are what? We're like a month and a half or something Mm -hmm. into, uh, you know, the shutdown. We're we're actually several months now into the pandemic and people are starting Mm. to feel you know, the pressure and some of the weight of that. And so we, we wanted to mm-hmm. talk with you this morning to see if you had some some guidance. And, and But before we get started with that, can you kind of explain mm-hmm. what you do as a life expert and, and the founder of Happiness University? So our business is focused on helping people and their mindsets. And so the business, uh, what we do is we not only go into companies and corporations and do training on how your mindset can affect um, how you feel, but we also have a, a little uh, business at Salt. We're closed right now, but it's a, it's a classroom and a studio, and we have members and scholarship programs where people come to improve their life. And uh, basically, I'm like a coach. You could say a life coach, mm-hmm. but I've done this for so long and worked with so many thousands of people that somehow I've um, learned so much that you can ask me about anything and I can pretty much either answer you or point you in the right direction. <laughs> well, you, you're <laughs> eminently qualified for that. I should mention that you've written, I think, eight award-winning books on life wisdom, self-growth, happiness, um, all of yeah. these topics. And you have yeah. that column also, right, in midweek? Um, yeah. 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 A yeah. mindful moment. Yeah. Yes. So I think I think yeah. it's fair to say that Alice knows a little bit about happiness. So, Just a little. Yeah. So, I mean, for starters, I think, can you can you talk about, like, what you're hearing from people in terms of the mindset, you know, now that we are this deep into the pandemic, the shutdown, economic issues for a lot of people, um, and how, how right. to, I guess, the, the whole question why we brought you today is to, how do you, in the middle mm-hmm. of all of this chaos mm-hmm. and, and pressure, how do people find happiness and mindfulness in the middle of all of that yeah yes you know you guys it is not easy life before the pandemic was as you know (laughs) challenging you know Mm -hmm. life is just what it is and what i've come to understand is how you look at things is going to make a, a huge difference and so when you talk about what has it been like over the last let's say two to three months for me, I, I can honestly say it's been um, such an extreme because you can see extremes very polar, just like we have night and day and black and white and up and down. Mm-hmm. I, I start to see the polarity widening. So I could talk to one um, group of people or one facet and they could be, um, it could be that, oh my gosh, there's just too many people in too small of a space all at the same time. I'm going crazy with people. To others who live alone that are going through stress isolation, missing touch, missing connection. Um, So then I can go from people who have work that are overwhelmed with now so much work where they're Mm -hmm. just, oh, my goodness, it's the worst to others who have absolutely nothing to do and no money. So you can see what I mean, right? Polarity is huge. And and what I what I tell people is that one of the things that we need as human beings universally, we need certainty. 
that is how we feel. Um, that is our, that is like our, our physiology, our biology says we need to be certain. We need to be certain that there's food tomorrow, that there's uh, support tomorrow, all of these things. And so when we are sort of thrust into a state of uncertainty, our brain kind of goes into this pain of panic. And so if you're not um, consciously working on your mindset and what you're thinking and what you're paying attention to, you're going to sort of get pulled down a rabbit hole. And I'm telling everyone, like, what if after all is said and done, um, these two, three months pass and you look back and all you did was stress, but you were fine. You understand? Mm -hmm. So it's mindset in the moment, like while we are present in the moment, no matter what you're feeling, thinking, it's to recognize what you're thinking and what you're focused on. Is this why I'm eating so much? <laughs> yeah, so we have to, yeah, so it's like there's, you'll notice like there's new habits being born. Um, old habits are dying. It's mm -hmm. such a great time um, of, of really awareness. So what, what, what some of the advice that I'm, I'm giving just really, I'm going to use it and I'm going to say it's general, but it's actually very specific because every person can apply it to their specific uh, situation. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is no matter what, just accept. <laughs> no matter what, mm. just accept. So if, if there's nothing you can do to change it or there's too much unknown or there's no certainty, let's call it if there is uncertainty in whatever area you're worried about, because everyone's worried about different things. Not everyone is worried about getting the virus. There's other worries involved. So if you find yourself worried about something, first you want to accept, because until you accept, you can't um, find the next best step. So let me give you an example. In the old days, before we had new cars that warned us that our keys are about to be locked in the cars, we would lock our keys in the car. Mm -hmm. You just somehow forget. The moment you realize that you locked your key in the car, you can either A, accept that you did, or you likely somehow beat yourself up. How could you be so dumb? You kick the car, you try to open all the doors, you try to figure it out. And so while you're in the process of resisting what seriously you can't change, um, you, you can't find a solution. But the moment you accept, oh, the key's in the car, what do I do? Then we start thinking of solutions. Do we call AAA? Do we ask someone to bring a key? What do we do? We find solutions. So in a, in a time of uncertainty like we're in, what you want to do is accept whatever rules um, come down that you cannot change. Okay. And once you accept, and this is very easy to remember, I call it the three A's, accept, and then we adapt. How do we adapt to the current new set of rules? What is the upsides of the downsides? What is the best use of my time during this time? Well, if I can't do X, can I do Y? If I can't do Z, can I do B? So we start to adapt. And if your mind starts looking within your limitations, instead of complaining about the limitations, if you look within your limitations, then you start to find solutions. And then you can literally make the best of your time. And then mm -hmm. the third A is allow. So we accept the limitations, we, we adapt to the situation to find the upside of the downside, and then we allow. Allow yourself to be tired, to be scared. Allow other people to do the things they do that upset you. Allow things to unfold the way they need to, because why? 
We want to make sure that we do not waste our energy as we're going through this time that demands so much of our energy. Mm, okay, okay. So can you, so with those steps, and they're kind of like, they're, they're sort of abstract concepts, maybe what will help our listeners understand how those apply. Let's say, for mm-hmm. example, if I am someone who is out of work right now and I haven't had a paycheck arrive right. in right. weeks, how do I go through those three mm-hmm. steps? What does that look like? So then you say, okay, I accept the fact that I have no work. I accept the fact that unemployment is completely backed up. I might not get any uh, more any money for six six more weeks, and I accept that I did not do my three to months three to six months savings like normal. So you accept that. So now you say, okay, here I am. That gets you present. You don't get stuck with the fantasy of oh, when I had a job or I should have saved or why this or being ex- filled with excuses. You accept that. Okay, don't. Then you adapt. You say, okay, given the current situation, I have lots of time. What is the best use of my time? Okay, well, do I, um, can I, do I want to go online and learn something? Do I want to start a new skill? Am I in the right job? Like what, so we start to, whether it's your resume or look at whatever it is, you do that, mm-hmm. right? And that's adapting. And then you, I, I said, find the upsides or the downsides. So are you spending more time with your family? Um, are you this? Are you that? And then what else can you do? Are you Can you defer your uh, mortgage uh, for three months? Many banks are doing that. Can I do this? So you look for the adaptation is look for, um, look for the solution and then allow, just allow whatever is supposed to happen, happen. And I, and I always say like, and there's, there's two sides to everything. Mm-hmm. So in times of crises, we will find silver linings and opportunities, but if you don't look for it, you won't feel it. So mm-hmm. then you allow life to unfold the way it, it, it does. So that's how you would apply it specifically. 94.7 Kumu Kokua, because Kumu cares. We're in the middle of our Kumu Kokua segment, talking story with Alice Inoue, life expert and the founder of Happiness University, helping us to find happiness <laughs> somehow <laughs> in the middle of this really trying time. Um, Alice, we were starting to talk off the air, and I want to bring this back on the air talking about what kinds mm-hmm. of questions have people most commonly been asking you? You know, interestingly, in the last week or two, this is the question that never came up before, but has come up in several different uh, groups just when I open, the, open up the class to questions. And it is, why not me? Why do I still have a job? Why didn't I get sick? I oh, know wow. this person that's going to challenge that person. So it's almost like almost like you want to call it survivor's guilt, but I don't know if that's the correct term, but mm. that has that has come up. Why? Why am I okay? Oh wow. Do you want to know my answer? Hmm. What is the answer? <laughs> so, what what I've um, when I really seriously thought about it, I I I basically recognize that every single person has come to Earth right with a given lifespan, and we don't know how long that lifespan is. Mm-hmm. And during the let's just say healthy eighty four years that you um, may be living, you are destined to have your ups and downs. And life brings your challenges so that you can grow and find hidden gifts and become. Um, better people and move on to paths that are better suited for you. So the people that are going through serious hardship now, if that is you, know that there is something that needed to happen in your life to pivot you out of or get you to be aware of something so that 
in a year or two years or three years to look back on 2020 and say, wow, you know what? The pandemic struck me hard, but I got this out of it. I got that out of it. I'm in a new job or a new this. So you will find what you need. For those of you that absolutely are fine uh, health-wise and financial-wise and work-wise, then it's not your time. Everything is about timing. You might have gone through hardship years ago. You may go through hardship in a couple years, but it's just not your time. Mm. Every single person gets exactly what they need. So it just be grateful and um, thankful if you're in a situation where all is well and go out and help people. Uh, be considerate of others. Uh, you can use this to support others that are going through challenges. So I, I just say it's timing. It's not your time to go through something right now. Okay. That's, a, that's a good message. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one other question I had, uh, Alice, you know, we've got sort of the two spectrums. We've got people who are in a house mm-hmm. with like 20 people because <laughs> in Hawaii, it's yeah. the only way you can live with each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. And then you've got these people who are sort of quarantining by themselves. Uh, is the yeah. advice to them on how to get through this different for each of them? Or is it kind of the same? Absolutely, yeah. Hmm. It's really different. And I, I, it's been such a great journey for me trying to find answers. It's not just answers um, in certain categories, but the same categories having different polarities. Yes. Yeah? So, so the, those that are, let's start with the isolation stress. Um, as human beings, we're social beings. So more than social distancing, we're physical distancing. But there's something when you are when you live alone, you have options. You go out when you want to. You meet with people when you want to. And so you get the right balance of what you need. Now, if you are in isolation, there is the lack of touch, the lack of connection. So it, with those people, I'm encouraging them to make sure they reach out more. And even things like self-care or self-touch, like human beings need touch, It it releases some really good chemicals in our body. Mm-hmm. So even when you are even touching yourself, I know that sounds really weird, but rubbing your <laughs> arms, for example, mm. that can create, <laughs> no laughing, that can create um, a sense of care. So you want to make sure to take care of yourself, reach out as much as you can, and know that it's going to be over, let it, let's say, quote unquote, soon. It's not forever, knowing that there is an end to it. Mm-hmm. For the other people that are sandwiched together, <laughs> There is an end to it, obviously, but um, this is a, I hate to say it, it's so frustrating sometimes for people because uh, it's like, all we want to do is spend more time with our family, right, when we're working, right? But yet now it's just like too much. So this is a great time <laughs> to, to, to learn life's lessons that you are here to love people, not fix them. Most of our stress (laughs) from wanting to fix the people that we live with. You know, why do you do that? Why are you so messy? Why are you not this? Why, you know, just be quiet. You're a kid, but don't talk. Here, don't move, right? (laughs) There, it's like you, it's that whole, that that sort of accept, adapt, allow, allow this situation to unfold. So when two people, especially, let's talk about maybe couples, I'm getting that a lot. Yes. Um, Couples that um, thought their relationship was fine and then put them together 24-7 for like two weeks, and you're bickering and, and upset about many things. So um, when you have opposite perspectives, different values, different habits, it can be very, very difficult. So as a couple, it's really great to kind of set your intent that you are growing together through this, even in the face of op- opposition, because you want to come out of this um, with your relationship better, not worse. So the first thing is, how, how can we have more consideration versus judgment? That is the thing. Like, where are you judging your spouse? And it's so hard when we're irritated to not judge them. 
um, but we come from such a place of ego, right? Where like the way I do it is right. What, uh, this is the way we, <laughs> I operate. Why don't you operate like that? And so if you don't, then it's hard. So what I, I'm asking people to do is step into the other person's shoes and stop judging them because they have a different background, a different perspective, a different belief. And you really, and we all know this, you can't change people. You have to change yourself. So the key here in any situation, whether you're single and isolated or you're with a dozen people and going crazy is you take responsibility for your actions. So, and we do this by the, by perspective. How do you look for the upsides and downsides? What's good about the situation versus what's bad? Mm-hmm. The more we can figure out or point out the exact good things that we are experiencing in this exact challenge, the more balanced my perspective becomes. So, okay. So given all that, if you can do the same exercise like you did earlier where you gave us now mm-hmm. sort of like the mm-hmm. roadmap. So l- let me, maybe yeah. maybe if I can help our listeners understand what you just said, yeah, taking from like a real life example, like I have a friend who is going absolutely mm-hmm. bananas because she is stuck at home with her husband, her kids, and also her in-laws. And there's a ton of laundry mm-hmm. and dishes mm-hmm. and she feels unhappy that she has to do most, if not all of the housework. So how can the framework that you just gave how can she use that to find like a different mindset okay so a little bit different so now so she's at home she's feeling overburdened everybody's at home she's doing everything Mm -hmm. so the more days that go by the more resentment she will build right yes so what happens is we we have expectations of others and when we don't they don't meet our expectations then um, when we get upset, we're actually more upset at ourselves for not drawing boundaries because she actually does have a choice. She can mm. choose not to do anything. And mm. but she'll say, no, but I have to. If I don't do it, who's going to do it? Those people are slobs. They're just blah, blah, blah. But the truth is she has a choice. And that is the first step of empowerment and taking responsibility, meaning that she's looking at it like she has to do it. But she's also, if you think about it, choosing to do it. She's choosing to. And once she understands that she's choosing to do it, then why is she doing it? Is it because that's her role? Is that a belief system? See, this whole thing is helping us to redefine who we are and what we want. So I would, if I was coaching her, if I was talking to her, mm-hmm. I would first get her to understand that you're choosing this. And then she would fight me for a while, long, long, long. Exactly. Like, that's why I was like, right. I don't know, man. That sounds like that's going to lead to, yeah. ooh, she's going to be like, I'm, yeah. what, why am I asking you these questions? You're just making me feel like I'm not doing it right. <laughs> but what happened? Okay, so, so what? Get, so, yeah, go ahead. She's getting exactly what she needs. She's getting what she needs because she has to re- re-decide if her actions are in line with who she is and what she wants. So she's getting some gain from it. There's a lot of pain, but she has to look for what she's gaining. Is she getting, is she gaining by t- being able to talk to you as me about like how hard her life is? There's a social currency to this. So she's getting support somewhere. So if there's pain at home, where is her gain? And if, if it, it's, I know it's hard and it takes a little bit of time to work through it, but the first thing is perspective, how she's looking at it that she is making that choice. It's it's not easy. There's no simple answer, but that would be my first step towards moving through some of those emotions. Mm, okay. <laughs> 
know, I know. In other words, good luck. I just, yeah, I just yeah. imagining her walking into the house, going, "I'm not doing any more laundry or dishes. You guys are on your own." <laughs> well, that's the point. That's interesting, yeah. right? Because some, some women, some women, or women and men, actually, the the person who is the, uh, mm-hmm. um, the caregiver, the person who takes care of most of that yeah. stuff, yeah. They, they at some point in time, just. Go no, I'm on strike. I'm not doing this anymore. But it can only go for so long because the people, the other people in the house, go. Oh, cool. So we don't have to do anything. We're just gonna let it go. Mm-hmm. And then they all let it go. Yeah. <laughs> and pretty soon, that person yeah. who just said I'm on strike goes, I can't take it anymore. I'm gonna <laughs> clean everything. And then they get mad right. anyway. Right. Because there's more pain. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we always choose the easier path. It's easier just to pick up and do it than it is to not do it and see the mess or fight everybody for it. We make choices based on what is easier for us. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds hard to believe, but it's true. We don't do anything for no reason. She's doing it because she feels that's right. That's her belief system that that things need to be clean. And that's much stronger because then bother the other people. Right, right, right. Holds all that responsibility, they don't do it. It's easier for me to make my kids do it, so that's how I usually <laughs> yeah, do it. Be, yeah. So, Alice, so, that, so then, how does she? So then, how does she resolve this in the end? Then, like, how how does it all get done? Her hope, yeah. I mean, honestly, like if I was talking to her, I would say, hey, you know, one step at a time. What can you give up? What are you doing that you don't need to give up? We, we would look and analyze it. What is it she's doing that? is not going to make a difference in the long run, you mm-hmm. know? And I ta- I have talked to and coached a couple of mothers that are going through the same thing. And, and it's like, okay, you know what? It's hard right now. We're only in this for two weeks. Let the kids stay on iPads for a long time. Don't feel <laughs> guilty about that. You Yay! can change that when we get back to the new time. So give yourself some grace. Give mm-hmm. yourself some allowance. What are you controlling that doesn't need to be controlled right now? What can you let go? And then know that we will be through this in a month, uh, you know, a week, a month, a year. So there is light at the end of the tunnel. What can you do right now to ease your 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 load? And then we go through that. And we start letting go of things. And if we let go of things, people feel better. Okay. Okay. So this not is, everything is essential. In her head, she thinks. It's as we stick in furious notes right now. She hasn't adapted to the new situation. She has. She hasn't adapted. So this mm, is how you adapt. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. So she accepts that everybody's not going to pick stuff up. They're just going to be like slobby slobs. Then she adapts to what she can do to make herself feel better. And then she just allows things to unfold until the next time she needs to reorganize or, you know, set things up again. Got it. Yeah, I would. I would. If I was talking to her directly, I would sort of coach her into a better place. I like the allow part. The you see, you guys look at the bugs, the bugs on the dishes. Do the dishes, okay? Because that's what happens. I'm allowing the dishes to pile up. Exactly. (laughs) Natural consequences, right there. Yeah. She she works in a different way than I do, so. (laughs) You can change the rules later, right? So, like right now, we gotta adapt. And, and find what makes it easiest for her. Mm-hmm. And and it might be too painful to see the house messy. So what else can we do to, like, lessen her her units of energy expenditure? Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's economics of your own energy. Yeah. So, again, accept, adapt, allow. All right. Allow. That makes sense. It's the best. I, I don't know how I came up with that, but it's so <laughs> helpful to myself as well. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to repeat that as a mantra. Accept, ab- adapt, Write allow. it down and put adapt it up all over your house. Yeah, I know. I'm going to put you it I'm going to put it in the studio, too. <laughs> <laughs> Might help you with me <laughs> as well as everything else. Oh, uh, 
<laughs> so, Alice, uh, you know, um, one of the other things that people are noticing is there seems to be a new backlash of people fighting against the quarantining, mm-hmm. uh, against wearing yeah. masks, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. There, there seems mm-hmm. to be less of a patience mm-hmm. for with people. Uh, is there any recommendations you have? Because... I'm not sure how to handle it. You know, you see somebody without a mask on, and I've I've had friends who get yelled at about it. And they're like, "Oh, yeah. well, I just yeah. I just didn't have it on right now," you know, and stuff like that. But there seems to yeah. be this this upswelling of of anger. Uh, any recommendations for how to yeah. sort of quell that? Yes. Well, because just to start with, whenever something is repressed, it needs to be expressed. Okay, that concept. If there is repression, if there is repression or suppression, there needs to be expression. So the world had in the last couple um, months has sort of um, gone off kilter, right? And so we've been forced, right, at home. So the so so the pressure has been building up almost like a slingshot. When you're pulling back the rock and the slingshot, there's all this tension. So now the tension has gotten so great that it's almost like it's catapulted out. So I think again, it is to just allow every single person, there's billions of people, millions of people that we see here in Hawaii. Everyone has a different background, a different mindset, a different upbringing. So again, it's to be, I know it sounds really hard because we all have this, that's right, this is wrong, that's the law, this is not, but just it's that whole thing of recognizing that everybody comes from where they come from and you do what you want to do. I know it's hard, but it's it's the, the best thing you can do not to waste your energy. The whole purpose of this whole why do we want to change our mindset and work so hard is so that each one of us doesn't lose energy because we cannot control other people, other groups. So it's kind of like if you like what they're doing, join them. If you don't like what they're doing, recognize that those um, people are holding the balance to everything. There's people that are following rules, people that aren't. There's like I said, day and night, up and down, left and right. Our world is polar. There's a North Pole and a South Pole. It's, it's, it's not even reasonable to expect that everybody will follow the rules. So this is just a natural outburst of all the suppression. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'll think yeah, about so that. The advice is, yeah. the advice is, mm-hmm. is, is swim in your own lane. You know, really. Mm. It's like... It's it's it, otherwise you will just end up getting clobbered. Either you will emotionally or mentally you're going to get upset. So it's like you look at that and you say, um, that's not me. This is me. Let it redefine who you are and what you're doing. Again, you don't judge. You're like, OK, that's them. But we tend to get fired up. We get angry. We get mad about the government or people or others. But yet when all comes down to it, you only have control of yourself. Mm. So how you look at the situation will make a difference you getting mad as you're driving to you know to to costco or something and you know getting upset only drains you it doesn't drain anybody else mm, that's true that's true it doesn't change them either yeah just sadly no, so, sadly yeah it doesn't do anything. do something do something yeah yeah big it's, waste it's, of energy no easy answer i mean if yeah, if we could throw a chair at them and it makes a difference, then, you know, we would do that. But you can't, you can't really, you know, do anything about it, mm-hmm. you, you know, unless you're a higher up, unless they subordinate to you because you rank higher than them. So it's do the best you can with what you've got. Yeah. Um, hold your energy. Don't waste your energy. We'll get through this. I mean, yeah. we didn't even talk about fear and anxiety, but there's a lot of fear of the fear of the people say, what, what do you, I ask them, what are you afraid of? They say, I'm, I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of the unknown, but yeah. I'll just tell you, 
there is no such thing as fear of the unknown. You are afraid of something. So define what it is. Are you afraid of catching the germ? Are you afraid of not paying your bills? Are you afraid of, you know, your kids growing up bad? You are afraid of something. So once you define it, now we have an understanding. It's not just fear of the unknown. It's afraid of something. And then we can build a strategy because as human beings, we are so resilient. You can be not to the bottom of the barrel, but there are people and situations and circumstances that will come to usher you to that next level if you understand that. So, yeah, so it's, um, it's, it's, it's not easy. Everything I talk about, it's not easy, but it's the beginning to feeling, taking responsibility for yourself. Yeah, so you don't have to sit there in your, and, and I'm speaking from experience, we don't have to sit there in the carton of ice cream feeling general fear and anxiety. What you're saying is that we can pinpoint uh, what we're feeling anxious about yeah, and, then, mm-hmm. and then build a plan for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, and once you do that, we're safe because it's like, oh, I have a backup plan. Whenever we have a backup plan, we feel better. If we don't have a backup plan, we're scared. So, of course, um, it's so it's really to examine, have conversations you haven't had with others, shift, um, shift how you're looking at things, because ultimately you are the one that gets up in the morning. You are the one that feels what you feel. Nobody else can can help you unless you start to look at things differently. And it makes such a difference mm. to how we look at things, you know, and then we feel better. We're kinder. We're nicer. We're able to connect with people from the heart versus from our judgment and our ego. Totally, totally makes sense. Okay, I okay. like nicer and kinder. That's good. I know. <laughs> we could use more <laughs> nicer, like nicer and kinder. We like nicer and kinder. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, Alice, if people want to engage with you and and get more of this ongoing, you know, this guidance that, you, uh, that you're oh, offering, yeah. how do they do that? So if you're on Facebook, I have absolutely free guidance like this every single day on my Facebook page. So it's Alice Inoue. Look for me there. It's public. You don't have to friend me. Um, And if you like any of what I said, um, at our website, I have a whole page with all this information on one. And you can just type in um, your, if you type in happiness, you COVID-19, you'll get right to that page. Okay. So uh, that's probably the the best way. And um, yeah, I love, love helping people to kind of look at things differently. It's like an aha moment once you recognize you have more control than you think over how you feel. Wonderful. Awesome. Okay. I will post all that information on our Kumu Facebook. So if folks want to uh, connect with Yay. you, then they can very easily. Um, thank you so much, Alice Thanks, Inoue, Alice. life expert and the founder of Seven Happiness S- University. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank, thank you so you. much, I Alice. I to say thank you both. <laughs> Bye-bye. We loved having you. Thank you so much.